Welcome to Revival on the Word. I am your host, Taya Carlisle. Before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we glorify your mighty name, Jesus, on this day, Father God. I pray that you will be the fruits of my spirit and that you will be my mouthpiece. I pray that everything is of you and not of me, Father God. We glorify this day today, Father God. We ask right now, Father God, that you will fill us up with more of you and less of ourselves. I pray for the ears who are listening, Lord God, that you will speak to their ears, Father God, and that they will be willing to receive in a mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, excuse me. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful to be here today. Um, for you all to be here today. And today we are going to talk about the book of Samuel. Yes, Samuel. What, um, no, yes, Samuel. (laughs) So what I want to say is that I wanted to start from the beginning, but what the Lord has me, he has me um, a little bit further in the chapter for you all um, around chapter eight and so on. But if you are someone who wants to know the beginning, which you should know the beginning of Samuel, Samuel met the Lord when he was just a kid. He knew no one else but the Lord. Um, and the story about his mother, Hannah, all of that you need to know and understand. And so you need to go back at the beginning of the book of Samuel and learn um, where he's from and his parents in that nature. I think that's very important. However, I'm not saying that I won't talk about it on the podcast. I just might. I don't know what God would do. He may say, hey, go talk about Hannah and how she gave birth to Samuel. You know, so just go and read. <laughs> that's just going to read. Just going to read. But we are going to talk about chapter eight right now. And we might go in a little bit into chapter nine. But in chapter eight, we we see that um, Samuel is now old. Samuel is old. He he has such a close relationship with God. Um, you know, Samuel was old and his sons are. He have two sons. They are supposed to become either a ruler or a king over the nation of Israel. But they are um, not like Samuel. They greedy. They, um, they greedy for money and is not like their father at all. They do all kinds of stuff that's not pleasing. And the people gathered and told Samuel to give them a new, a new king to judge, to judge them like all the other nations. Listen, this is what the people wanted. (laughs) Samuel's old, his sons are out of control, uh, and the people want a new king. And they've been pleading, asking for a new king, right? So Samuel was displeased with their uh, request. You know, how you think I would feel if I'm at home and my kids like, I want a new mommy. Like, I would feel displeased and hurt. Like, what? What you mean? I'm still here. So, you know, that's what how Samuel, I can imagine how he was feeling because Samuel went to the Lord and took their request to the Lord. Yes, we always supposed to go to the Lord about everything. <laughs> so Samuel went to the Lord for guidance in, in 1 Samuel 8, 8, 6 said, God's response to Samuel is, he said, do everything they say to you. The Lord replied, for it is me they are rejecting, not you. They the um they don't want me to be their king any longer ever since 
I brought them from Egypt. They have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they are giving you the same treatment. Listen, how many can relate to this? Mm -hmm. Those of you who walk with the spirit of the Lord and rejection comes upon you or, um, People will just be mad at you or just, you know, the rejection is there. And it's not you they're rejecting. It's the spirit of the Lord they're rejecting because they can't handle <laughs> what God is either saying or doing with you. Um, it bothers them. It agitates them. It do. I can say that I have experienced that uh, quite often. Quite often, I should say. <laughs> Quite often. Where I am being either, not even judged, but where people either don't want me in the room or they will say something to me or just don't want to hear what God, what God is saying. Listen, listen, Taya been through it all. I've been through it all. But it's not me. They're rejecting. It's the spirit of the Lord. And it's because they're rejecting God, you know, they're going to have some problems with the Lord. So that's that. And then the people still rejected Samuel and ignored him. Ignored him even when he gave them a warning. So Samuel stood in front of all of the, uh, the Israels and told them about the new king that they are asking of. Like we can ask God for stuff, but if it's, you know, if it's something that's not in his will and not something that God want listen, this is why it's so important to be, um, to know exactly what you're asking the Lord for and to be mindful and not be greedy and not be, um, any of those things. You want the portion that God has for you. I tell you, Taya always asks God, may you give me the portion that you want for me. And I ask for even more if that's what you desire for me to ask of. I always want what the Lord wants. I don't want what Taya wants. I don't know what Taya wants. Only God know what I want and only God know what I need. Because we don't know what we ask for. You know, we don't know. You know, you can ask for something and it will be something totally which you did not expect it because you were not specific in your ask. You must be specific when you ask God for something or stuff because you will get exactly what you asked for. <laughs> and then in the book of Samuel, he warned them, telling them about this man, this new king they're going to get and how he going to make their... uh take all their women, their daughters, and, you know, their sons will be working in his, uh, army and how he's going to take over control and just all these things. He's not going to make them happy basically. And so they didn't care. They didn't listen to the warning. They said, we still want a King. We still want a new King. Listen, if you ask me, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not part of that generation because the only king I want is Jesus. Like, come on. But no, we're not going to talk about them. That's their problem. They wanted a new king. They needed someone to rule over them. I don't understand why, but that's just the nature of people needing a ruler on this earth. But, you know, they need to know God a little bit more because he's the ruler of it all. And so, yes, yeah, so we're going to move on to chapter nine since that's where the Lord has me going.
So as you go to chapter nine and you all have to go back and read all of this, read Samuel, because don't take my word for it. I'm just telling you what happened exactly in the Bible and how I got it and what God wants to say to you about it. So there was a a wealthy man named Kish. Kish is the um, Saul's uh, father and Kish was there from the tribe of Benjamin. Now, we go get about, we go get to the root about, you know, the tribe of Benjamin and his son, Kish's son, which is who Saul was the most handsome man in Israel. He was the most handsome man in the, uh, in his, um, country. Saul's father's, uh, donkey strayed away and his father told him to, um, take a servant and go look for them. And he, he searched the entire land of Benjamin and could not find the donkeys anywhere. But let me tell you the beauty about this. The word Benjamin means, um, uh, who Lord, bring it back, bring it back. The word Benjamin means, uh, the youngest child, Benjamin, Benjamin in the tribe of Judah is the youngest child. He's the youngest of the, uh, Jacob's 12 sons, the expression, the Benjamin of the family. That's the, the youngest of the family. So Benjamin is the youngest tribe is, you know, the youngest tribe. And it means, uh, in Genesis 35, 16 through 18, it says, um, it talks about it. And Benjamin was a painful birth. Yes. He was a painful birth in which his mother died um, giving birth to him and, uh, Joseph, not Joseph, Jacob. Listen, this is why y'all gotta go read. (laughs) Um, their father had called Benjamin, uh, Benjamin, because that means the right hand, a place of honor and status. Um, so Benjamin, the tribe of Saul that where he's from is a place of honor is the right hand. So Saul supposed to be, you know, God chose him because God believed in him and that nature, but it it gets deeper than that. (laughs) It gets really deeper than that. And so as, as, um, Saul went to go look for this donkey, my God, God's provision and plan for Saul was already planned out because God planned and knew for Saul's father's donkeys to run away, which led his father to have Saul to go look for them. But not only that, he told him to take a servant with you. He didn't go by himself. When, normally when God do something, he send pairs. He send two people. He send them in pairs. Yes. Think about Elijah and Alicia, um, Moses and Aaron. They're, they're always two pairs. And that's because there's a mighty move of God that's about to happen. And they, listen, we're going to stay on track. Okay. So Saul's father, uh, you know, sent him away. We talked about that. And Saul had no clue. He was walking into his own promised land. And that he was becoming king to judge and rule a nation. Look at that. He thought he was just looking for his father's donkeys. Although he came from wealth to also lead. He came He came from wealth. His, his father was a wealthy man. But they was a small town, a small family. He thought he was going to go look for his father's donkey, y'all. And walked into a promised land. Listen, that's something that God is doing with us all today. My God. We, we, God has us on a mission. 
a lot of us on treasure hunts when we don't even know it. A lot of us walking on lands and we don't even know it. A lot of us are queens, priests, and stuff that's in that's um about to rule nations in this world and don't even know it. Just like Saul had no clue, he was just looking for donkeys. He didn't know, hey, I'm about to go over such and such so I could be ordained king. No, he walked into it. And what makes it even better is that they were waiting on him. Samuel was waiting on him because God already told him, Samuel, I mean, God already told Samuel that Saul will be ordained the new king. So provision was already made. His story was already made. So God, even with the people that was asking for a king and was rejecting Samuel, God still had mercy over them. He still loved them. He still, he was, um, God still, he had mercy over them that he was, um, answering his people cry. They cried out for a new king. So God's mercy, he given them a new king, but it comes with a price. You know, but everything God does is because he do it out of love. Okay. He does it to sharpen us, to endure us, to grow us. My God. So if Samuel, Samuel has said in, uh, nine twenty um, when he had met, uh, I believe this is the part when he had met Saul. Yes. So it's first Samuel nine twenty. he said, and don't worry about those donkeys that were, uh, lost three days ago for they have been found. And I am here to tell you that you and your family are the focus of all Israel hopes. Listen, you know what Saul's response was? This is a lot of y'all response. God is telling you that you are the hope for this nation. You are to make a difference. You have it to do it. And He's depending on you. Saul's response to this was, but I'm only from a tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel. And my family is the least important of all the families of the tribe. Why are you talking like this to me? Listen, embrace it. <laughs> Even Saul couldn't understand or gather him like, what? Like, what? God choosing me? Why he choosing me? I'm just X, Y, and Z. I'm just this person. Listen, you are amazing. You are all that. Listen, God chose you for a reason, honey. He chose Taya for a reason. He chose you for a reason. Because he sees purpose in you. He believes in you. God always give us a chance to live out our, our God-given purpose of what we were supposed to be from the beginning and God will use the last will come first. What he say, the smallest tribe, the last tribe. And then, and even now today in the last days, the last shall be first. You are first. You shall rule nations. You will have divine instructions from the Lord. You will be able to, to survive in the midst of an economy collapse, in the midst of a famine, in the midst of a great depression. You shall stand tall and strong because you shall survive because God is on your side. Just like how he was on Samuel's side. 
Listen, we have even something greater today because we have the spirit of the Lord inside of us. We are the temple. We have him in us. It says it in his word. Now, back then in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They had to rely on a prophet that can hear the voice of God. Come on now. They had to rely on a burning bush, (laughs) a cloud to hover over them but now we are the burning bush listen come on we have the consuming fire we have the lord jesus inside of us the holy spirit the holy ghost that will lead us like a gps even samuel didn't even understand to the capacity of the call god has over him because when he went there um this is this is a story that you have to read because there's so much in it when him and his um servant was looking for the donkeys, they stumbled on uh, close to the land and his servants like, Hey, let's go to the seer, the prophet that he can tell us where these donkeys are. And you know what happened? Sam was like, well, we don't have anything to give to him. We ate all the food in X, Y, and Z. Come on. But he's like, well, I have this one little coin. Even they believed in sowing. They wanted to sow into the prophet, into Samuel for giving them a word. <laughs> he didn't even give them a word yet, but they just knew they had to give. We forget where we come from. We forget to give to people, to sow into those who give you a word or to pour into you. Listen, come on now. Let that be led by God, though. Sometimes God be like, Mm-mm, that's not it, not that person. You have to know who God is um, telling you to to give to, to pour into. And then when they went there, not only was he able to tell them, them donkeys, don't worry about them donkeys. I'll tell you everything you need to know after this day. So what they do, they uh, Samuel had a feast prepared for them. Come on. Some of y'all about to walk on land where there's provision already made and someone's waiting on you who already has a feast prepared for you. It's a celebration. They're waiting on you. So you just need to wake up. You just need to get up and do the work and seek the Lord and see the directions of what he has for you and what he wants you to do. In 1 Samuel 9, 27, it says, when they reached the edge of the table, Samuel told Saul to send his servant. I mean, when they reached the edge of the town, Samuel told Saul to send his servant on ahead. After the servant was gone, Samuel said, stay here, for I have received a special, special message for you from God. Now, why did Samuel send his servant away? The message was for Samuel, not his servant. And that's what God do. He don't gloat telling people, you know, oh, X, Y, and Z, you're supposed to be that to the whole world. No, he does things in private. Jesus even healed in private. Samuel wanted Saul alone privately to tell him the word of God for his life. And sometimes God will do it in front of people just so they can see the glory of God at, hand, at works. 
but this was a specific word that needed to be, um, that needed to be private because he gave him instructions. This, this who he has given him instructions and he was telling him immediately when he accept, um, you know, he anointed his hair with oil immediately as he, um, anointed his hair with oil to be king. He was telling him there's going to be so many blessings. People is going to give to you from here, there, and there. Now, we would need to be mindful when we sharing words with people and it's that type of message. You want to give that type of message in private or you want to be led by the Holy Spirit because sometimes God just have a certain way of doing things and we are in the new and listen, everything is uncovered. <laughs> But that's all I have for you all today, which is the book of Samuel chapter eight and chapter nine. I hope that you receive something out of this. It was a, it was a very good read. I encourage you to go and read it. So every Wednesday there will be, a, a teaching from the word of God. Um, so join me every Wednesday at 10 AM, I believe it's 10 AM, <laughs> It is, uh, yeah, at 10 a.m. I hope to see you all on the next episode and to share your, uh, some feedback, you know, comment in below. So, yeah. So we thank you, Father God, for this word, Lord Jesus. We pray right now, Father God, that you will cover this word in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will allow your people to know that they are the promise and they are going to walk on their promised land. They shall fulfill everything that you have for them, Father God. We thank you for the tables that we are a, we are the head at tables, Lord God. The tables are being prepared for us, Lord God, even in front of our enemies, my God. I pray right now, Father God, that you will nourish their hearts and their minds in Jesus mighty name we pray amen okay so I encourage you all to check out tearcarlisle.com as well as reviveontheword.com which is my bookstore I'm just I'm just so grateful for what God is doing that's all I'm gonna say everything else will be in the description I love you all so much I love you all so much I will see you next time um on Monday, Monday and Wednesdays, Monday are devotion days and Wednesdays are the word of God. Okay. And some days will be a special bonus days when there's going to be guest speakers. So look out for those and join the mailing list on reviveontheword.com. I love y'all much. Be blessed.